In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Well, you just witnessed a first. It's not unusual to, for me to slip occasionally to early in Lent and, and say Alleluia instead of the gospel acclamation for Lent. But this is the first time I've slipped and done the gospel acclamation for Lent during Easter. So there you go. You're, you're a witness to a historical event. We are in the the octave of Easter because Easter is so important a day that it doesn't just get a a feast day, even one which is extraordinarily solemn as is the the feast day of the resurrection, which is Easter, but it gets an octave and in fact a whole season. Easter is not over until the vigil of Pentecost. And so it's a very solemn uh, day, octave, and season. So we're in the octave. And the octave is a day which is, uh, the octave is eight days which are treated as the day itself. So the octave of Easter ends on and with Divine Mercy Sunday, which is coming up on this Sunday. So get yourself ready. During this time, we reflect upon the reality of Easter, which is the resurrection of our Lord. Our Lord has been raised from the dead. We're not talking about figuratively. We're not talking about spiritually. We're not talking about anything other than a literal resurrection. He who was dead is now alive. His flesh, his body, is alive and came forth from the tomb. Not a zombie, but alive. St. Peter, as we heard in our first reading, this is what he proclaimed to the assembled crowds on the day of Pentecost. And when he told them that the whole house of Israel know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified, the crowds were cut to the heart. And they said, what are we to do, brothers? It's a very good question because the reality of Easter requires us to do something. I spoke on Easter Sunday about the, the wonderful Greek greeting on Easter. Christ is risen, indeed he is risen about how the Russian Orthodox priest confronted Mikhail Gorbachev and said, Mikhail Sergeyevich, Christ is risen. He did this because it requires of us a response. What are we to do? We can't just say, oh, he's risen, that's nice, and go about our lives. Because he is risen, we have to behave differently. Because he has risen, we have to confront the reality uh, that God has visited us and that God has undone the effects of sin and opened the gates of heaven for us. So what are we to do? Well, Peter tells us, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Notice he doesn't say, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Instead, he says, repent and be baptized. In the name of Jesus, and by this he means the baptism of Jesus, how are we baptized? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. 
because that is how Jesus told us to be baptized. For the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. There you go. That is our response to the resurrection. And it is a continual response because it's not just something we do and say, oh, I'm baptized, now I can go do whatever I want. No, that baptism has to be lived. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.